right. Good morning. Great to have you here. Beautiful day. Love it. Look forward to getting outside today. Um, anyway, hope is it me or am I having a stroke? There we go. Whoa. <laughs> I thought, okay, Lord, the pearly gates are coming. Uh, oh, man, that's helpful. I need that light to see this. Um, okay, last week, Easter Sunday, um, great day together. Uh, we started out a, a new series last week on hope, choosing hope. And last week we looked at really, ultimately, if we're going to have hope, we need to be connected to Jesus. And so hope, you know, isn't our circumstances, it isn't um, cost of living, it isn't a standard of living, uh, it isn't even about, um, you know, what kind of friends you have. But, but ultimately, we were created to be in relationship with God. And if we're not in relationship with God, there's going to be some big holes in our life that we are going to try to fill with, with all kinds of stuff, good stuff, bad stuff. But, but we're just sensing, okay, where's, where's this idea of contentment? Is it possible to have peace? Is it possible to live life and have joy? Is it possible to know that my life is, has any meaning or purpose in it? Um, or am I just this big cosmic accident? Um, and, and so all those big questions are answered in our relationship with God, and that gives, us, that gives us hope. And we can have hope to face tomorrow, and we can have hope to face our eternity um, in light of being connected to Jesus. Now, for the rest of this time, we're going to be looking at things like, how do, how do we keep connected to that hope? How do we um, overcome obstacles in our lives that stop us from experiencing the life God wants us to live? And that's actually going to be um, kind of the focus of next week. Um, but today, we're going to talk about um, soul care. Okay, soul care. Now, um, it's different than self-care. It's part of it, but it's different. Because we, we kind of are into self-care. I mean, we, we kind of have this love affair, this infatuation with self-care. And um, just in your mind, you can check off things that you've been associated with, with self-care. Uh, running, walking, hiking, bike riding, stair climbing, rowing, lifting, Orange Theory, Peloton, The Mirror, Apple Fitness Plus, Bar Fitness, PDX or P90X, Insanity, Billy Banks Tybo. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Um, all kinds of MMA exercise, CrossFit, Zumba, HIT, which is H-I-I-T, high-intensity interval training. Um, this year... There's a, there's a new one. I haven't heard of this one, but uh, evidently it's a thing. Reverse running. It sounds dangerous. Um, and then there's, you know, intermittent fasting, the DASH diet, the flexitarian diet, uh, fast metabolism diet, South Beach, Mediterranean, Weight Watcher, Jenny Craig, Noom, Zone, Vegan, Atkins, Paleo, Caveman, Keto, Nutrisystem, Fertility Diet. I, that didn't work for me. Um, <laughs> The mind diet, which I think I need to go on. But, um, I mean, there's all kinds of things. We are, are you know, I mean, how many of you, I'm not going to, you know, how many of you, five of those things I just listed, you've participated in? Come on, okay. Yeah, my hand's up too, okay. Yeah, so we, we are into self-care. Soul care, not so much, all right? It's, it's I mean, Taking care of our bodies, having exercise, you know, eating well, th those are really important things. So I don't want to downplay those. But 
God says there's actually something more important in our well-being and in our sense of hope, and that's caring for our soul. Now, I think um, the world is just kind of, uh, I think, you know, when Satan said, okay, I'm going to set up a system to kind of knock people away from their relationship with God, what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, make them busy. We value busyness. Go, 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 go. So they don't slow down and don't ever contemplate the deeper things in life. And I'm going to, and, and then when they do slow down, I'm going to fill, I'm going to fill that spot with noise. And, um, you know, last week I closed the nine o'clock by saying, Hey, I'm Bill. Hi, I'm Bill. I'm a I'm a grateful follower of Jesus Christ and I'm addicted to noise. Um, I am. I, I, I have to break that addiction because when I sit down and I have time, I am going to go to one of the 45 million options for entertainment. I'm going to go to YouTube. Um, on, and on YouTube, they know me. And so as soon as I turn it on, there are all kinds of options of things that I'm interested in. And it's like, oh, I haven't seen that, you know. And before you know it, three hours later, I, I check my watch. It's like, what happened? It's like I was lost in the YouTube black hole, I call it. And, I mean, it just goes, but it's noise. It's noise. And, and to have time to actually sit, reflect, contemplate, Practice being in the presence of God, which can sound a little weird, but ultimately a relationship with God is about enjoying his presence and about enjoying him, which means we need to slow down and take care of our soul. Now, I, I, did, I never really understood burnout. You know, I, I kind of got the idea in general, but um, you know when I understood it is when... I got burnt out, and I, I wasn't planning on it. Um, I think it was kind of a slow process over time for me to get there, but when it hit, I was depressed. I was out of control. I, um, today was dark, and tomorrow ended up being darker. I, I, was, um, I lost all joy. I was losing hope. And it was a wake-up call. And um, it was a wake-up call that I didn't know intuitively how to get out of. Because I had built some bad habits in my life. I mean, intellectually, I knew the, the world did not depend upon me taking control of things. But I lived like it did. You know, dumb, right? Well, I had to pay a counselor a lot of money to tell me that. It's like, did I just... Pay somebody that much money to tell me those basic things? I don't, did I really need that? And as I'm walking out, I'm going, I, th I, think, I, I think I did. I had to reorder my life. Um, and my brain needed to be reordered. I went, I went to a counselor. I um, followed his advice. Um, and one of the big things was, are you taking time to regularly slow down and spend time with God? I mean, spend unhurried time with my wife? And I had to reorder my life, and, and part of that was um, giving time 
for being in the presence of God and for him to revive my soul. Isaiah 40, 31 says this, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle and they shall run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. And we're not always running. A lot of times we're just putting one foot in front of the other. But God can sustain us. He says, uh, you know, that there's something more important in your life, even than self-care, and it's caring for your soul. Now, um, now it's important to say here is, if, if you're at a point where you're, um, you, you know, you, you think you're depressed, you're slipping into depression, um, prayer's not going to get you out of it, probably. I mean, God may do something miraculous to you and give you freedom. But um, I think wise counsel, um, people who understand our brains and what are going on, it, you know, our brains are a physical thing. There's physical things happening inside our brain when we go into a place of depression. And, uh, and we need help from people who understand that. And uh, God uses that. And uh, God used all of that um, in my journey and a lot of my friends' journeys as we have dealt with this. Now, here, here's the first thought. Our self-care starts with soul care. Self-care starts with soul care. Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. That's, that's an interesting phrase right there, isn't it? Be still and the chance of you understanding who I am and who you are goes way up. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on earth. If you're still and you're reflecting on who God is, what, what, what do you do? You praise him. You exalt him. It gives perspective in life. See, um, well, let me ask you this. You ever walk through these doors on a Sunday morning and you're spent I mean, it's like, I, I just don't have enough for tomorrow. I'm not ready to face another week. And you're wiped out, and you might be thinking, uh, Bill, today is that day. I mean, I came in here, and I'm not doing well. Well, a lot of times what happens is you, you, know, you take an hour and 15 minutes, and you slow down, and you disconnect from other things, and your phone's off, hopefully. Um, unless you're using it as a Bible, then that's okay. Um, uh, and the Holy Spirit talks to you as you sing songs of truth and kind of reorient, reorients your mind and your perspective and the Holy Spirit talks to you as we look at um, the Bible and all of a sudden reminds you of who God is and who's with you day in and day out and who you are and how much you're loved and you're never alone and you leave and you think, I can step into tomorrow. What is that? Be still and know that I'm God. That's what that is. And so in our lives, there needs to be time where we are still. I think um, noise and hurry are the greatest enemies of depth. Noise and hurry are great enemies of depth because they can distract us, they can preoccupy us, they can keep us shallow. 
Um, a lot of great things take time. We, we are so used to, man, anything that's it's good, it can happen quickly. And it's like, no, no. Pregnancy takes time. That's the birth of a new child, man. You're waiting a long time. Takes time. Parenting takes time. A marriage rooted in selfless love takes time. Ah, oh, we used to really love each other so much. Nah, you didn't. You were infatuated. That was probably a selfless or selfish thing that you were doing at the beginning of your relationship. I, I want this person so bad I am willing to do whatever to make them um, happy with me. But that's selfishness. Your end goal is you. Learning to love somebody selflessly, that takes time. Where you want to do something that benefits somebody else. That takes time. Learning to forgive somebody who's hurt you or harmed you takes time. How about this one? Untangling from our conservative or progressive cultural versions of Jesus. And reor reorienting ourselves in our minds towards the Jesus of the Bible. That takes time. Strip that away and see Jesus for who he really is. Walking through honest questions and real doubts, that takes time. And that's a good journey. Learning how to love people rather than leverage people takes time. Living as if we're not the ones who hold the world together. That takes time. Learning to focus the world, or learning that the focus of the world is not on me. And then being free to place my focus on God. That takes time. What happens when you spend time with God? You become a better friend. By the way, you know what takes time? Um, living a healthy single life. And that, that, takes, that takes time. But as you spend time with God, um, you'll learn how to enjoy God every day, no matter what your circumstances. When you spend more time with God, you'll learn how to be a better parent. When you spend more time with God, um, you will learn how to be patient and not react so quickly. When you spend more time with God, you'll learn how to talk to people about issues and not damn them as people when they don't agree with you. When you spend time with God, um, you will have more perspective, more joy, and a life of hope. So we need to slow down and spend time with God. Now Jesus, um, Jesus had a busy schedule, but he wasn't hurried, okay, he wasn't hurried. And uh, here we are, we're, I mean, we're gonna look at a section of the Bible where Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. So he's at a town just outside of Jerusalem, on his way in for um, the last week of his life before his crucifixion. And here's where we pick it up. Now, uh, Luke 10, verse 38. Now, 
as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. Okay, serving. That word is, um, in Greek, is the same word for ministering. So Martha's doing a good thing. Okay, she's ministering. She's serving people as a, as a host at her home. Okay, good thing, right? And as she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered, Jesus answered her, Martha, Martha. I just think, you know, what were they called? The Brady Bunch ripped off this line. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Martha, Martha, Martha. You are anxious and troubled about many things. She's ministering. She's serving. But he's saying you're anxious and you're troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary, Mary. Um, one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. See, the core of Martha's efforts were good. I'm going to serve Jesus with my actions. Not a bad thing, but there's a better thing. The core of Mary's efforts in serving Jesus was about relationship was about relationship. Is your relationship, your following Jesus, do you naturally think Martha or Mary? Do you naturally think, okay, if I'm following Jesus, I, I've got to serve him. I've got to do, 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 do. And Jesus says, that's not the best way. There's a better way. And the better way is be with me. Be with me. And that's what Mary was. Um, Martha was anxious. You're anxious and troubled about many things. You see, if you just focus on serving, even if you're a follower of Jesus, you say, I'm a Christian, I want to serve others. That's what I do. I serve others. I do. Well, you can be doing and serving and ministering and ticked off. That's what Martha was. She was mad at Mary. She's serving everybody and she's angry. She's angry at her sister, because why aren't you helping me? And notice, you know who else she's angry at? Jesus. She's serving Jesus, and she's angry at him. Why? Aren't you seeing what's happening here? Aren't you aware of what I'm doing and what my sister's doing? Why aren't you coming to my cause, my defense? So you can serve and be angry if you're disconnected from God. If you're connected with God, why would you serve? Because you're experiencing the love of God in your life. Then you'll want to serve. Why? Not because you have to. Not because I want to make God happy. But if Martha was able to sit down for a second and realize the love of God, realize the love that God had for her, she would know it's not based on her doing. It's based on the fact God loves her, period. And so enjoy his presence. And then get up and serve. But serve because, man, I've been served and loved by God. And when I serve, I get to be with him. 
And I get to see him work in me and work through me and in the lives of other people. And so even while I'm serving, I'm in his presence and I'm aware of that. But you separate service from your relationship with God. And I tell you, you're going to say, this doesn't work for me. You know, Christianity just doesn't work for me. Why? Well, you know, I, I went to church and I said the prayer and then I got busy and I was serving and it just, I just was not filled. I was just not happy. In fact, I was just really upset about the people and how unthankful they were for my service and how I didn't get thanked enough for my service. And, and, and you'll just be angry and anxious because there's more to do. And so we cannot disconnect our service from our relationship, but our relationship goes first. Why do you serve? Well, you, to get more of them. And you know how good it is to be with them. Okay, but those who hope, hope in the Lord, and the Lord will renew their strength. Second thing, our soul care starts by taking time to be with God. It starts by taking time to be with God. You know, you can't hope to have hope. I hope it comes. I hope somebody gives me time, more time in my schedule. It's not going to happen. Um, you need to make a decision. Nobody else is going to make that decision. Everybody else is going to want more of you. But you got to make a decision in your life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make time in my calendar. And let me tell you, I mean, especially my heart goes out to, you know, young moms, um, young dads, you're an at-home dad. Uh, you know, time you're going, I, I, I don't have that. And so try to find five minutes. You know, if you're married, t tell your husband or work with your wife and say, hey, give me these five minutes. And in those five minutes, um, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but, but try to rest your heart and your soul and your mind to be in the presence of God. And we'll talk about some things you can do in those, in those minutes. But begin building time in your calendar. Put it in your calendar, in your daily schedule. And, and start, I mean... Do you drive? Do you grocery shop? Do you, do you have appointments? Um, put praise music on. And when you're, and when you're driving, just think, okay, I want, I want to rest. I'm going to take some deep breaths, and I'm going to sing some songs to God, and I'm going to think about the words I'm singing. And I'm, going to, I'm, and I'm just going to think, okay, God, I'm in your presence. You're with me. And reorient your mind. And, and just capture some minutes and start making changes in, in some baby steps in your life. It takes a decision. Now, um, so, so far, let's just stop right here. And what, God's ta what is God talking to you about? You know, what picture did he give you? What, what idea did he give you about your calendar, your schedule? How's God directing you? Now, I'm thinking... That's God. God of the universe talking to you. So let's grab that. Let's grab that. And let's make some decisions. Um, I think Martha was going to, going to Jesus and saying, you know, do you realize how hurried I am? Do you know how busy my life is? I mean, I, I am, I'm, 
I don't have margin. And yet I'm here running around serving everybody. I, I, sometimes I, I just don't even know what's important. I'm, I'm go, 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 go all the time. And I'm about ready to flame out. And so Jesus, will you help me continue down this path by supporting my hurried life and getting Mary to help me? And Jesus is going, no, 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 no. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. I'm not, I'm not here to pat you on the back and give you encouragement to keep going, keep going. I'm here to tell you there's something better. And that is, why don't you sit down and you listen? I, I really don't care if, uh, if the pita gets burnt or you serve me yesterday's falafel. I really don't care. I'd rather just be with you and you be with me. It takes time. It, we, we need to make a decision. And busyness and noise um, robs us of depth. Do you know... Um, when this section's done, the very next verses, you know what, you know what uh, they start off with? Jesus' disciples ask Jesus, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Why? Well, they, they saw the, the model of Jesus and how he took time to pray, but they also heard what Jesus was telling Mary and Martha. They said, yeah, we need to spend more time with God ourselves. Teach us to pray. That's not a coincidence. Check out Jesus, uh, Mark 1.35. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. That's Jesus. Luke 6.12. This is also Jesus. And these days he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. Well, he's doing it in the morning. He was finding time at night. Luke 5, 16. But he would withdraw to a desolate place and pray. He'd go someplace where, you know, it wasn't going to, where's the least likely place I'm going to be distracted? And he went there. And he spent unhurried time with God the Father. Okay, listen to this. Following Jesus can't be done at a hectic sprint. Why? Because if you want to follow someone, you can't go faster than the one you're following. Jesus had a busy schedule, but he was not hurried. He took time to slow down and connect with God. You can't follow Jesus by getting in front of him. Follow his pace. Do what he did. All right. Mary was making time for Jesus. Jesus was making time for his relationship with God. Um, it was, a G, it was important for Jesus to take care of his soul, soul care. It means it's important for us, right? It's important for Jesus, God in the flesh, all God, all man. Well, then uh, I, I'm not any God. I have God with me, but I'm not God. And so in my humanity, I need to be with God. I need to slow down and take time to be with him. All right. How do we do it? Spending time in the Bible, prayer. So we're talking and we're listening to God, okay? Primary way God speaks to us is we go to him and say, you know, what, what is true? 
What's true about you? What's true about me? Well, the Bible is the primary way that he's communicated to us. And then he takes the truths from that and he reminds us of it. And so we need to develop these things like listening, like habits of reading the Bible. And so here's a couple things. I'm going to put a slide up here. Um, the, if you don't have a Bible or you're looking for another Bible, um, get, get an English Standard Version, ESV Study Bible. Okay? There's, there's NIV Study Bibles. Those are great. There are Living Translation Study Bibles. Those are great. If I were to go out and buy a new Bible today, I would buy an ESV. It's kind of an updated translation. It uses um, more common English. Um, it is The translators are excellent, and it's at a fourth grade level, reading level, so it's, it flows well. Okay, So English Standard Version is a great, a great Bible. Um, but NIV... Uh, is great. Living translation is, is great. But get a study Bible, okay? Because at the beginning of every book of the Bible, like the book of Mark, like we just went through, by the way, we're going we're gonna to go through the book of Acts in the summer. I'm really excited about that. Just continuing the story uh, of the good news of Jesus. And uh, but at the beginning of the book, it'll give you, okay, who wrote that? When did they write it? Uh, what were the circumstances of the people that they were writing to? What was the key theme of it? And it just gives you some good context. So then as you read it, it makes more sense to you. Okay? So that's what a study Bible does. Even within chapters, it will give you some insights into um, history or um, you know, the original language, the nuances of words. Because sometimes, you know, like the word love in our language... You know, we, we, we use that for everything. I love my wife. I love God. I love pizza. Well, you know, I hope there's a difference there, you know? And, uh, and the, like Greek has like six different words for the word love that helps us understand what are they, what are they actually saying here? Like what is the selfless, selfless service love? That's called agape, okay? What's phileo love? That's hanging out with a friend. Um, and so there's different words. So sometimes you study Bibles helps you with those things. Um, if, if you have Bible on your app or uh, on your phone, U uh, version Bible app. Okay, it, it's probably the most used Bible app that you can download. And on that app, there is lots of different um, things for you. But one of the things is they have an un well, it's not unending, but it seems unending reading plans. All kinds of different reading plans. So get yourself on a reading plan and have it be doable. Okay, don't go in there saying, I am going to be the world's best Christian. So I'm going to study, uh, you know, I'm going to read 45 chapters a day. And I don't care how long. No, don't do that. You know what I do a lot of times? I read until I feel like God talked to me about something. And so sometimes that's, um, right now I'm reading a chapter a day. But I'm keeping it short. Because I'm not a fast reader, and, um, and I don't want it to be overwhelming, burdensome to me. I want to enjoy my time with God. And so make it doable, okay? So get a reading plan. Version Bible has a bunch of them, all right? Um, and then pray and listen. Here's, here's um, one of the things that I do, is I find a chair in my house that I usually don't sit in, and that people are least likely to find me. Okay, and so 
It's away from my computer. It's away from the TV. It's away from stuff that can distract me. And so I go to that chair. It's not a comfortable chair. But I go to that chair because I'm not going to be distracted. And it's become kind of a sacred place for me. And I sit there. You know what the first thing I do? Is I breathe. As I just take deep breath, slowly in, slowly out. I do that three times. And then I say this. Here I am, God, what you got for me? And then I read a chapter. And then I'm asking, well, what, 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 are you, what are you talking to me about today, God? And then every once in a while I do this thing that um, I really thought this was something that women did and not men. But I do this thing every once in a while called journaling. And uh, what I do is I ask myself a, couple, myself a couple questions. And I try to do it once a month. And I say, okay, uh, what have you been talking to me about this month? I mean, what are the common themes that I feel like you've been laying on my heart that you've been um, talking to me about? And I, I'll write those down. Or I'll ask, I mean, I'm trying to do this more regularly now. I'm trying to ask, God, um, what do you think about the condition of my soul? And I listen. And then sometimes when I, when I um, you know, paying focused attention is not something that I excel at. And so sometimes when I'm answering one of those questions, I need to write it because it keeps me more focused. But just take some time with God. It's like, okay, here, here's one of my big concerns. And maybe you've been doing this, I mean, in this room, there's people who are just beginning and this is new stuff. And there's people who've been doing stuff like this for decades. Um, if you've been doing it for decades, uh, I, I wanna reconnect you to the fact that the goal of spending time with God is not learning more. It is not gaining more knowledge and hearing something you've never heard before. That's not the goal. The goal is to be with God. The goal is to be with God. And a lot of times people who spend decades of trying to practice spiritual disciplines forget the purpose is actually to enjoy the presence of God. And so are you doing that? If you're struggling with that, um, I'll recommend a book, uh, Silence and Solitude by Ruth Haley Barton. Okay, Silence and Solitude by Ruth Haley Barton. Um, if you're like me, you're not gonna like it. <laughs> because it talks about listening to God. And I'd rather do, I'd rather read, I'd rather learn. Um, but allowing God to speak to you and recognize, your voice, and recognize his voice. Because, and and here's, here's my thing, I'm fearful. I, if, if I sit before God and I read his word and I say, God, talk to me, um, what if he doesn't show up? That, that, that kind of makes, I, that's what I kind of go to. I think, oh, he's not going to show. The truth is, he's there. I'm just not good at hearing him. And so over time, I've, I've learned to hear him more. And my listening has gotten better to the voice of God. And I'm enjoying him more in that process. Um, if, if this is all new and you don't know what to do, do uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Okay? Just this week, every day, read that. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. And here's what it says. This is Jesus talking. 
Okay? And he's talking to you. And he's saying, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Yoke, that's not eggs. Okay? Yoke is like what you would put on oxen. Okay? Two oxen next, there's a big beam that would go across their neck and shoulders. That's a yoke. It tied them together so that they could plow the fields together. So he's t- saying, take my yoke upon you. Sounds heavy, huh? Sounds, that sounds like normal life, right? But th- this is what he says. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, humble. And you will find rest for your souls. Take his yoke and I'm going to find rest. How? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Feeling burdened, overwhelmed with life, God's not putting that on you. He's saying spend time with him. Remember who he is and that he walks with you and you're going to feel a release of burden, not more burden. Read that every day this week. You know, just focus on different phrases. Come to me. Man, you can, there you can stop reading. What are you telling me, God? I mean, read that every day this week. Okay, last thing. One thing that happened this week that was great for me in the midst of the day, all of a sudden I get a text. And it would say, hey, be thankful for the fact that your God's a great God. And there were text prompts, and we're sending them out three times a week during this series. And so if you have your, if you have your phone with you, and you're not signed up for this, you can take your phone out, and in the text box, type HOPE, H-O-P-E, and then send it to 503-966-9177. There it is. Okay? And three times a week for the next four or five weeks you'll get a text prompt and it'll just be short and it'll just be a thought and it'll just connect you to the fact that you're in the presence of God. And, it's, and they're gonna be connected to what we're studying each week. All right? All right, let's pray. Father, I, I pray for each person here. And uh, man, my, my, my heart is, as we think about soul care and spending more time with you, that there would be no one here who leaves feeling a burden that, oh, something else to do. But that we leave with the reality that we have the opportunity today to spend time with you, the God of the universe. Today may be very busy. There may be very important things happening, um, big decisions to be made. And Father, may we be overwhelmed by the fact that today is too important to not make some time to spend with you. So Father, I pray for each person here and just how you've been talking with them and their own hearts and minds. And Father, would you give them the the courage, the wisdom, the discernment to, uh, to this week begin practicing your presence and spending time with you. And it's in your son's name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. As we're going to continue to worship and connect our minds to the great words of these songs, um, we're going to have our ushers come forward. And thank you, Rolling Hills family, for your uh, generous giving, your regular giving. And as always, if you're a guest 
um, with us today. We're just glad you're here. Feel no obligation to give. We are, uh, we are just really happy that you're here on this journey with us. So let's continue to worship. <laughs> 